welcome everybody to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So on our last episode, we talked about obedience. And this week, the topic is a familiar friend to obedience, and that's submission. So obedience and submission are often used interchangeably, and they are closely linked. But if we look at what our good old buddy Webster has to say about submission, it means to yield to authority or to the will of another. It's also associated with a surrender. So I think simply put, submission is an attitude of yielding. And the Bible speaks about submission to God, submission to one another, submission to church leaders, and so on. Well, something that caught my attention and got me to thinking a little bit about this thought of obedience and surrender is Hebrews 13, 17. Now, I'll be quick to admit that there is probably more things here to note in this portion of scripture than what I saw in my brief time of looking at this. But what stuck out to me in this verse is the use of obey and submit. So Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. So bringing our attention to the first part of this verse, what's the difference between obey and submit? Now, through the joys of technology and Bible study software, I realize that the Greek word for obey in verse 17 is the same Greek word for trust in verse 18. So much like in English, words can have different meaning depending on the context. So I totally acknowledge that context matters. But this Greek word for obey, pitho, means to persuade, to convince, or to trust. The NIV translates the beginning of verse 17 of Hebrews 13, have confidence in your leaders. So trying to put some application to this, when was the last time I communicated to a leader in my life in some way? whether it been my behavior, my attitude, my actions, whatever. When was the last time that I communicated, I trust them or I have confidence in them? And in principle, I think this goes beyond just my, my pastor, but what about that trust and confidence in a Sunday school teacher, a youth leader, a, a ladies and men's leader, a music director, that elder, you name it. Imagine what it does to the heart of that leader, to work with those that have learned to obey and submit. I think there is effective and efficient work that can take place when the role of authority and the role of submission are in sync and in order. God is a God of order. So obey, meaning to persuade, convince, or trust, and submit means to yield, to give way. I read that give way and thought, hmm, not my will, but thine be done. So submission, that attitude of yielding, 
Now, a few examples that maybe we have come across in our time, whether we've been in a place of leadership or that role of submission, I may not always want to do a particular thing. I want to paint the wall blue. My leader wants to paint the wall green. (laughs) We may have differing opinions, but I don't want to lose an attitude of submission towards my leader. I may feel like I have more knowledge in a situation. And in some cases, I legitimately may know more about a topic or, or, or thing than my leader. However, there's an appropriate way to share that knowledge. And sometimes silence is golden. <laughs> Even in my knowledge about something, whatever it may be, I don't want to lose an attitude of submission towards my leader. I may have more experience, more ability, be more skilled in an area than my leader. But even in my strengths, even in abilities and talents that I have, I don't want to lose an attitude of submission towards my leader. And in my relationship with God, I don't always understand or or, or grasp what he's doing, but his ways are higher than mine. So in submission, that attitude of yielding, not my will, but thine be done. I think there's something to be said about the process of learning to follow, learning to submit. Now, I won't read all of these verses. I think it's a pretty familiar account for many of us. But Luke chapter 2, verses 40 through 52, begins to talk about a growing phase for Jesus. In verse 40, it says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So he was in a growing phase of his life. Things were happening. He's growing, getting stronger and wiser and applying this to us by God's grace. I believe he wants us to grow as well. If I'm not growing, (laughs) I'm stagnant. Something's off. There is a call to go, to reach the lost, to teach and go after souls. But there's also a call to grow to grow in spiritual strength, to grow in the knowledge of him and seek him for wisdom. So let's grow. But as we are growing, I want to be mindful about growing in submission. So verses 41 through 47 tell us that Mary and Joseph would go to the feast of Passover every year. And Jesus was about 12 at this time. And rather than leaving with his family when it was time to go, he stayed behind. And he was later found in the temple talking with the doctors. Mary and Joseph had gotten a day's journey down the road before they realized, hey, where's, where's Jesus? <laughs> and it took them three days to find him. And when they finally found him, Mary said in verse 48, son, Why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee, sorrowing. In other words, she was saying, 
Why did you do this? We've been searching frantically, anxiously, worried about you. So think about this. Here's Mary and Joseph, the earthly parents entrusted to raise the one who would save his people from their sins. And for a moment, they lost track of where he was. They had a given responsibility. They wanted to do their best. They wanted to be good parents. If I can put it this way, good leaders. So Jesus responded in verse 49, How is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? So in a growing phase, Jesus, he felt the pull, the draw to be about the work of the kingdom of God. And in verse 50 and 51, we find out that Mary and Joseph didn't quite understand what he meant by this because it says they understood not the saying. And verse 51 lets us know how Jesus responded. This is a key takeaway here. It says he was subject unto them. This means he was obedient. He was submitted. Even when his parents didn't understand, he was still subject unto them. What an example of what obedience and submission looks like. Now, in personal application, I may not always feel heard. I may not always feel understood, but I can still have an attitude of submission. Mary, seeing his obedience, seeing his submission, this verse says she kept all these sayings in her heart. That word kept means treasure or preserve. So is my submission a treasure to my leader? Or is it something I haven't quite given way just yet? Now, considering that this is God in the flesh, Savior of the world, and here he is being our example of obedience and submission. This was a treasure to Mary, something that she preserved in her heart. I can only imagine as the years went by how humbling this must have been to see his submission and his obedience. Now, going back to the examples mentioned earlier, some questions to consider. How do I respond when I have a differing opinion from my leader? How do I respond if I happen to have more knowledge about something than my leader? How do I respond when I have more ability or talent for something than my leader? Jesus, in his growing face, has given us an example of how to respond. He's given us an example of what it looks like to be submitted to be obedient, and still continue to grow. Verse 52, the last verse of this chapter says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And all this took place as he grew during a time of obedience and submission. So a principle here, if I want to stunt or halt my spiritual growth, 
choose not to submit. I could choose not to yield or not to give way. The world can portray the idea that submission is a sign of weakness. It means you're weak. But I think this godly submission and obedience, someone who has learned to follow, someone who has learned to yield, is a sign of strength. During the time that Jesus was subject to his earthly parents, he grew. There was increase. There was strength. There was favor. Jesus was subject unto them, and Mary kept, preserved, treasured all these things in her heart. So, something to think about. We can grow during a time of submission. There is strength and knowledge to be found in submission. Effective and efficient work can take place when the role of authority and the role of submission are in sync and in order. So don't underestimate the treasure of your submission.